Just in Florida, Dylan, I know where this is going to take us. This is going to take us to hell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestler Review. I uh, had three hours of sleep between Saturday and Sunday. Then lived a full day on Sunday, and I just woke up, and I feel like fucking crazy. I got moon face. I'm definitely going to take a big shit later, but not at a regular time. My name, John Hastings. Ooh, I'm Dylan Gott. Why is, what's your excuse for not sleeping yesterday, John? Tell me. I had, I had to get on I had to get on a flight at 3:45 in the morning and it was delayed for two almost 3 hours and then my other flight was in delayed the mask. in the mask delay. in the mask that get adds, in the mask that mask adds delay. so much the mask fact that you're delayed and then you have to be like <laughs> In Florida, where everyone is doing this, everyone just has it just to talk, put it down to their chin, and then it, it delays everything because then flight people have to walk away from the now maskless person. <laughs> Florida lived fucked up, up to live every... in Florida and be like, the amount of times I heard this, seriously, the experiment fucking worked. Yeah, I know a couple of people that died. It's like, mm. oh, like I got it, but I gotta tell you, I could, I could be the mayor of Florida. Why? I go, they they just they're fucking just crazy people. All of the think of any smoking section in Canada before the year 2012. That's who's in Florida now. What happened to that guy? He's in Florida. What happened to that guy? You remember remember all the open mics in Toronto? Remember that weird guy who always wore a suit and talked about having choke sex with women in alleyways and then just turned out to be a gay guy? He's in Florida now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Today we're talking about Michael Timothy Graham. Those aren't his names. Michael's his name. Timothy, no. Graham, no. The reason why we started off so aggressive is Mike Graham might be the most aggress unnecessarily aggressive wrestler ever and also is the only son of a wrestler from the territories whose dad was definitely proud of him. The reason why his dad was proud of him is Eddie Graham, Needed someone to beat up new guys, and he so he got so he, he grew one. So he grew one from birth. He was like, "You're gonna beat up the dynamite kid in the junkyard yeah. dog." That's what he did. You're gonna be the one that makes the psychos. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie makes the trauma. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie makes the trauma. I'm not gonna molest my kid. I'm just gonna beat him up. I'm also gonna <laughs> pretend to be married to my wife and have another wife. Eddie Graham, Eddie Graham, I'm this man's favorite wrestler. Hey, man, do you know how easy it would be to have a completely separate life back then? Or is just like you just fucking drive 15 minutes? And Mike Graham's dad, Eddie Graham, did it the most complicated way. We're getting a divorce. Wait, we're about to have a son? Let's pretend to be married for the rest of our lives. See, this is, I feel like we should, if we did Mike Graham, I feel like we should talk about Eddie Graham first because legit, I have no idea. Any, I know Eddie Graham as like, he's the guy in Florida and that's it. I, I am okay, so I can explain it. So Eddie Graham, do it in two minutes, so we don't ruin a future Eddie Graham episode. I'm going to do it in two minutes. Eddie Graham was uh, Vince McMahon Jr., our current Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler when he was a teenager and finally met his dad. He was part of the Graham brothers tag team, um, and he was like the sane one of all of them. He then moved down to Florida, was very close with Vince Senior. They were the ones who would trade talent. And he was considered the great booking, like, master of the NWA. He had all of these different weird ways to build stars. He knew how to get stars over. He was always an asset if there was a territory war. He was one of the many feathers in the cap of the NWA. 
Um, he is responsible for a shitload of amazing booking and also for training amazing bookers, i.e. Kevin Sullivan, Dusty Rhodes. He also was the one who found Gordon Soley, so his territory uh, gave forth for the voice of the NWA, and also his territory gave us uh, the Kevin Sullivan character and a bunch of sort of adding of cartoon elements to wrestling, all done with sort of a tough man flair so that Jim Cornette still likes it, even though they're fucking really stupid weird. We should say this. Vince McMahon's favorite wrestler was Dr. Jerry Graham, not Eddie Graham, but they were billed as brothers and tag team. Sorry. No worries. It was, I knew it was one of the Graham We have to get or... one out of ten things correct on this show yeah. so that the nine can My... be fine. We do much better. The rest of that is definitely correct. I knew it was a yeah. It was Jerry because Jerry Graham is the one who then his mom died and he tried to steal her body. Good. I mean, yeah. He, yeah. And then some guy walking by was like, "Hmm, weekend at Bernie's." That's Best cool. Movie of all time. I'm gonna write that movie because it's the '60s. <laughs> yeah, it took a while to get it made. The original one, the original version of Weekend at Bernie's, the original script was just Dr. Jerry Graham wrote it, and he just fucks the dead body for a really long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Squish, 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 squish <laughs> for 160 pages. And then her wig falls off, and I wear the wig, and I'm now the mom. Well, that's Doctor. One, that's page 140, and then page 141 is once again squish, squish, splat, yeah, splat, yeah, yeah, splat, 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 yeah. splat, 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 splat. Car, car noise, driving car while fucking <laughs> fuck drawing, driving while car. <laughs> Um, Take through drive through, fuck during drive through. Everyone so turned on. Here's why Florida also was incredibly popular: is it's a place with eight cities that are all super spread out, so they're not going to be using the same ta- uh, uh, television channels. But they also Florida is a place where everyone isn't from Florida, but wants all of the things that they don't have in Florida. It's really weird that way. So it's like, um. Hey man, I I'm from Boston. I want to watch hockey, and it's like, well, in Florida, we have eight hockey teams for you to watch. Good, 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 good. And I, like, it just has everything from every other part of America, and everyone supports everything because it's like, it's like weird. It's like, it's the scumbag place, but it's all go getter scumbags because they've moved from where they are originally from, or they had to move. So there's like a gratitude and support in the environment of where they're living. It's such an odd place to be. And Mike Graham grew up in that, in wrestling. And bear in mind, when the Florida Territory was the Cadillac of the NWA, it's where you wanted to be. You made so much more money. The road schedule was super easy because it was literally just like three to four hours to the next city, three to four hours to the next city, three to four hours to the next city, and you're done. The weather is always perfect and nice. You made so much fucking cash. You were super famous. And according to everyone who's in the Florida uh, uh, territory, you did cocaine. What are you doing? Yeah. What do we want? Nose beers. When do we want them? Already did them. Well, this is the interesting thing about the Florida territory, too, is that, like, Mike Graham's stories, the classic shit, classic wrestling shit of funny stories that are just crimes. Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha! I and then I and then I ribbed the World Trade Center like it's like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I uh, and then I did my new favorite rib. I uh, I uh, I portrayed Jihadi John for four years in ISIS and chopped off some heads. I was also the Purple Haze. Ha 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 Okay, so Mike Graham. And then I born. ribbed a bunch of guys, and that's when they named me the Zodiac Killer. Ha 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 I ribbed a bunch of guys by being I am Al Qaeda. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good faction I came up with. Got out of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that they didn't take it extreme enough. 
<laughs> the end of it was supposed to be I was going to rip the skin off of Rey Mysterio's face. Ugh. All right. So as Ugh. a kid, my, Mike Graham grew up in two places, Amarillo and New York, where his dad was a uh, was a heel. Uh, and this is my uh, Eddie Graham, obviously never smartened his son up. And so his son just had to go to school and be attacked yeah, by man. kids because that's fucked. It's so fucking amazing. That's fucked. That's one of the most fucked up things that. Oh, no, I really actually stabbed a guy. Also clean your room. Yeah, exactly. Because this is yeah. territory wrestling. This isn't like I stomped on his leg and hurt his leg. It's like, oh, no, I attacked a man with a knife based on his religion. Also, that's fine. I believe that. On the streets, it's okay to cheat. On the sheets, make your fucking bed. That's basically what it is. And bear in mind, he's hanging out. His, his friends in wrestling are the funks. And Kevin Sullivan. So his friends in wrestling are all the guys that are basically like, to survive in this, I need two personalities. I will portray an insane person on TV, and I'll just be a normal man who really cares too much about sports in my surrounding geographical area where I live. That's exactly what it is. And Mike Graham only really learned the first super intense crazy part, and not that that was an act. Yeah, Mike Graham also, when you look at him later in life, has the curse of, like, nerd face, even though this man is a monster. Like, let's talk a little bit about his legitimate athletic background. He held, he held not on steroids from for 18 years, a variety of bench-pressing records that are insane for a guy who's 5'1". Yeah, he's, 100 and, uh, he's 198 pounds at his athletic weight, and uh, he's a three-time state champion and a junior Olympics champion at 198 pounds. Um, he defeated, of course, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in one of the finals. Here are some of the guys he wrestled around. Um, Austin Idol. Gay. This is him, by the way. This is by the him. This is Mike. Can I just go through? You go through the names he wrestled, and I'm going to give you Mike Graham's review that we found. because Mike Steve Graham wrote, Kern. Gay guy. Terry Balea. I do believe I, as Mike Graham, know that that guy is in love with other men named Terry. He's a gay guy. I'm Joe. Mike Graham's name is Joe. My name is Mike, and I don't want to be named Mike. My name is Joe. Joe Graham. Joe Graham doesn't get yelled at by his daddy. Joe Graham's daddy and mommy are married and not weirdly divorced, but living together. Mike Graham's parents are roommates. Joe Graham's parents are friends. Joe Graham. Yeah, he seems like a guy who's just like born strong because as a power lifter, he's because he needed to protect his soul. Like it's basically like you better get good at lifting so you can move the rock that's hiding your dad's love. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Oh, yeah. Well, also starting amateur wrestling that early on in life for sure builds what they call tendon strength, which is and I just want to tell. So this I'm going to put this in perspective. I I just saw a, a video on this. Now, this is not backed up by anything other than um, something I saw on the internet, so I'm not going to stand by this. But apparently, George St. Pierre, longtime welterweight champion in the UFC, maybe the greatest fighter of all time, he walks around at 190 pounds. He bench presses 270 pounds. Mike Graham walked around 198 pounds. His bench press was 400 pounds. And uh, he then moved up to 220 pounds, where he bench pressed 450 pounds. Now, if you look at a picture of Mike Graham... This is totally like, there's no way this dude's on steroids. He's just fucking, he just can't get the weight up. Like, if he was if he was raised, like, by a healthy family, he's probably still strong, but, like, bench pressing 350 pounds. And then he just thought about what daddy did, and then that was the extra 100. Yeah. Ah, only screams. <laughs> 
How come you yell only screams when you complete a rep? No reason. I'm going to go chew the mat. That's what daddy says. Lunch is. Yeah, it's basically toughen up the teeth. The entire story of Mike Graham is just like, if only Eddie had said, I love you to Mike. And if only some, like, bear in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the Graham family, spoiler alert, um, essentially are the only place I've ever heard of hereditary suicide. Every, okay, so here are the following people. Yes. Von Eriks. No, but not Kevin. We're talking literally every male in the Graham family, in the actual genetic Graham family. Lots of mental illness. Dead from Eddie Graham's dad, suicide. Eddie, suicide. Jesus Eddie's brother, Christ. suicide. His only son, Mike Graham, sued. Mike's only son, suicide. If sad, you're a male, sad, sad, sad. A male sad, Graham, sad, you're fucking, sad, you're going out. I sad. remember once, I once remember being on a date with the, uh, Mike Graham. With, with, with a girl. No, and for Mike some, for, it was Mike Graham. It was Mike Graham's sister. Mike Graham. <laughs> Mike Graham, the lady. Yeah, it was Mike Graham dressed up as a lady. It was pretty awesome. Um, can really shave a leg. I know what you're thinking. You look at Mike Graham and you go, does he know how to fucking contour an ankle? Here, yeah. Dylan, he Mike does. Graham, the last thing he did before he left this earth was a makeup tutorial. It was good. He contoured Dylan's his not- face so that he was Jessica Alba. Dylan is not lying. He I'm did do lying. that. Yeah. I would never lie to you guys. Talk about your date. Um, at some point, we were talking about mental illness, and she's like, this is why I cannot have kids, because every man in my family is severely bipolar. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, let me run it through it. And then she like ran through it, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, so is your family's history just basically a bunch of extremely bipolar men just meeting a woman, they fall in love, and then that woman is just like, ah, I, this is who I've picked. And she's like, yep, that's how it is. That is how it is. And I was like, oh, that's wild. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know what? At least... Like, and by the way, for the record, when I said severely bipolar, how do you mean severely? And she was like, she's like, there are people in my family that are not on this planet. And I was like, whoa, all right. <laughs> a lot of astronauts. Yeah, that's right. Was her last name Armstrong? No. Oh. Her, la- her last name was Road Dog. Aldrin? <laughs> no, our, no, our dog. Road Dog, get it? Because the Armstrong wrestling family. Wait a minute. That's cool. Scott Armstrong, the lady. That's who you're on a date with. Anyway, here are some people. Uh, here are some people. This is interesting, though, because Mike Graham, obviously a very good athlete, brought into the business by his father. Here are some of the people. He, he also did so- He did something more important for wrestling than any of this. What, what else? Mike Graham is the reason Gordon Soley is a wrestling announcer. Really? Uh, th- yeah, they went to a racetrack, and Gordon Soley was the announcer for the racetrack. And Mike Graham, and this is the only thing that saw everyone, everyone sleeping, and he's like, "Wait a minute." He corroborated, which you go, "No, what it was was his voice was weird." The weird thing about Gordon Soley's voice is it cuts through the din like it's so goddamn monotone. You just mm-hmm. kind of fucking listen to it. And Mike Graham was like, "Dad, you should hire this guy to be your fucking commentator." Uh, and Mike and Eddie Graham was like, "Holy shit, he's right!" And then did that, and like everyone backs that story up. Like everyone has been like, "Yes, no, it was Mike Graham who found Gordon Soley." That's the one thing we can cooperate. And everyone's like, "Holy shit, that's nuts!" Yeah. So what happened was the full story is that he goes, Eddie Graham goes, and he goes, "Okay, how much to buy your announcer off you?" And then they said, "Okay, fan, we take over the contract for the announcer, and how much to leave my son alone with one of these horses? He needs to lose his virginity in a way that he can never tell anyone about." Also, I think cars are horses because it was a car racing track, <laughs> yeah, not a horse that's park. When, that's when his son fucked a 59 Chevy. Not 57. Too classy. If you don't fill the trunk with jizz, you're not getting any goddamn Christmas presents, Mike. 
This is fun because it's Mike Graham is essentially the way almost Jamie Dundee was raised, but turned out, I would say, more respectable until the fall of Bart. No, like, I would not. I would say, because here's the thing, is as soon as we get into Mike Graham, not the wrestler, you, I hate Mike Graham. I know Mike Graham has incredible mel- mental illness. and Incredible. What the mental illness did to Mike Graham... I've dealt with Mike Graham so much. Mike Graham, the type of human being Mike Graham is, doesn't really exist in millennials. Baby boomers have a few, or pardon me, Generation X have a few, but baby boomers have a fuckload of these, which is essentially just, I'm not what daddy wanted. I will destroy the world. And goddamn, did I have to do so much comedy with these guys being asked. This is, the, you know who Mike Graham is? Mike Graham are the kind of guys that open for very specific Canadian headliners. And or the guys that would just show up at Canadian comedy clubs and ask you about the following guys that also didn't like them. If this is you know who Mike Graham is, Mike Graham is the kind of guy that lives in Thunder Bay who really likes the comedy stylings of Jason Rouse and Rob Pugh. That's who he, that's who I keep thinking of <laughs> when I see this guy. Do you know who I'm like? It's I mean, there's a, I'm sure there's a British and American analogs for that, too. But like I can't think like but it's so specifically fucking cold weather Canadian, so much smoking, so much talking about how good they are at something. You've never seen them do Dude, it. I mean, those guys are everywhere. I've heard stories of a guy who's like I've heard there's these guys are the I'm a comedian who's been doing this for a million years and can't accept that I'm just okay at this because I've put my whole life into it. I mean, that's a story for everywhere. I've put my whole life into something. I'm okay at it, but I gave up everything to be just okay at this thing. I can't deal with it. So I wear weird stuff and take it out on everybody. Um, They said I I couldn't ever be in a relationship, so I never have been. And that's the sacrifice you have to make to do the same jokes for 20 years straight. That is very true. And by the way, Dylan is talking about himself. Dylan Mm. is in what he likes to call uh, Eddie Graham type marriage. I left my wife. I'll never see my son again. That's no, 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 no. You, you are still with your wife. You guys are just weirdly divorced in the most bizarre, truly the most bizarre relationship I've ever seen in my entire life. I find it so like I am. I where the fuck is the fucking goddamn fucking documentary about the fucking Graham wrestling family? You know what I'm saying? Superstar Too Billy sad. Graham's. You know what, though? You know what? There will be a dark side of the ring on, on Mike Graham. And, like, oh, we'll yeah. get to how he committed suicide. And, like, this is the fun part because it's, like, Mike Graham. It's Mike Graham. Just He's just a bully in Florida. He's just a bully in Florida wearing an American flag and lifting things. While he is wrestling, his life functions properly as a life. Once you take that out, like, once you take that adulation out of his life, he goes fucking insane and he i will say this would be the type of wrestler you would see now because he has a very specific style he's very strong but he doesn't look very strong but here's the problem he would have mike i was thinking about this mike graham mike graham's style would work so well now mike graham personality he would be the face of he wouldn't even make it into game changer wrestling because he'd be like hey nick gage you little fucking pussy where i fucking come from you cut someone's face with this and he shows him his fist and the neck gauge just shoots him with a gun you know what i mean like it's just i don't know man i think he's out of wrestling yeah i think he's out of wrestling because the other thing about if you want to get into any show toxic person like he is saying like 
Well, just like, any show business pursuit now, and not only do you have to be talented, but more so you have to be easy to work with because 16 million people are trying to be famous all at the same time. Exactly. If the amount of times I've had to explain, I think the, there's people right now that I'm like, you're not making it out of COVID. And here's the reason you spent pre COVID times alienating a lot of people. Mm -hmm. All those people are now in power. Like, it's the best. Yeah. Welcome to hell. I'm a devil. So, Terry Funk, who more and more, the two part series we did on Terry Funk to me becomes like, man, we should have just accentuated how okay and upbringing these people had for the place they worked in it really shows how much i guarantee terry funk's mom who's never mentioned like li like sat like knew how to manipulate D dory funk senior do you know what i mean like dory was like i do this and she was like that's fine whereas like <laughs> eddie graham's eddie graham's wife was just like have the baby okay well he's not tall enough we're divorced now yeah, like okay, I'm gonna female I'm gonna cuckold you, but you're the boy and I'm the girl. What? That's right. This woman's gonna peg me and you're gonna watch, hun. But my name is Peggy. That's why I married you. What do you do though when you run a territory and you have a son? What do you do? You, what role would you, you put your son in, John? Uh I'd say whatever role he exceeds at. Eddie Graham made him what was called the policeman, which was you just try and break the legs of new wrestlers or attack <laughs> yeah. or attack guys that come in and say I'm better than wrestlers. And you want to know how big of a dick this fucking job makes you? It makes you such a big fucking asshole. You get into a fist fight with Bill Watts over how you're supposed to do it. He seems like the, like, in an action movie, they would kill his old dad, and then he would go nuts on Vin Diesel at the end of A Fast and Furious for killing his dad. Well, Vin Diesel attempted to explain to him what his dad had done to poison his mind, and... If they wanted to make him in the Fast and Furious family, Mike Graham would be like, oh, actually, thanks for explaining me that, Vin Diesel. Or he would probably just end up killing Mike Graham because he's too far down the rabbit hole. Like, he's yeah. that. Because he's like, his dad basically makes him a cop. And you've heard Mike Graham stories if you listen to a lot of shoot interviews where it's like, and, the, and then a guy broke his leg and I smiled and cummed. Like, that's a lot of. Yeah. I remember. I remember it was the run up between. It was the run up to the Antonio Inoki. Muhammad Ali match, and I broke into Muhammad Ali's house, and I injected an air bubble into his system. Strong system, able to withstand it. Gave him Parkinson's. Hard <laughs> Mike Graham. Yeah, and I would call. I would call any Muhammad Ali charity and said, "You're still selling the gimmick. Good job, yeah. Cassius." I remember at his funeral, I sent flowers with uh, the inscription, "Buddy's black, and that's bad." Love, Mike Graham. <laughs> oh, God. This is the crazy thing where also another guy we should have done before this, I feel, is Kevin Sullivan because it's like Kevin Sullivan seems pretty normal. Yeah. Because Kevin Sullivan said he's two, he was two years ahead of Mike Graham. And so obviously they're peers. And the weird thing about Mike Graham is maybe the guy in 70s wrestling who gets like the least credit for being such a great worker because basically all anyone who started watching wrestling in the late 90s knows him as is the guy who was like, I hate Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko. So basically, once Florida, the Florida Territory slowly runs its course. Dusty Rhodes becomes the biggest star they've ever seen. So much so than Dusty Rhodes. It's this weird time of late 70s, early to mid 80s, which no one talks about because it's sort of the run up to Hulk Hogan becoming king of the world. So no one acknowledges it as a time. But when Backlund was the champion, Dusty Rhodes was constantly brought in by Vince Sr. to pop houses. 
Uh, and the reason why is because he was the perennial bad boy or good boy opponent for the superstar Billy Graham in Madison Square Garden when New York was just a fucking territory. Uh, and um, Florida was running, running, running really good, really good, really good. Dusty leaves, and that's weirdly what kind of kills them because they would have been protected from the Vince McMahon buyout. Like they, they were never competed with directly by Vince McMahon. WWF TV was always on in the Florida territory on a Spanish language station. So it was the backup territory for everyone in the area to go to. But when it all sort of falters and fails, part of the reason why it falters and fails, Eddie Graham starts drinking again. Mike starts drinking more. Eddie then kills himself over a bad business deal. Mike is unable to run the territory at this point. Dusty is gone. They have no way of making stars. Let's slow down, though. Like, you're just... We just went from Mike Graham starting wrestling to... Because that's basically how it goes. Because it's basically Mike Mike Graham starts wrestling. He's immediately made the territory's bully. Eddie is making a bunch of stars. Those stars leave. Eddie kills himself, leaves Mike in charge of the company without teaching him how to be a businessman. Mike sells the company to JCP, becomes a rage monster. That's it. Like, there isn't... There isn't... Oh, and then he he has some matches with Ric Flair because of who his dad is. He has some arguments with his dad because of who his dad is. He's a dick because of who his dad is and who he's become. Like This is the thing, though. You're not focusing on the fact that this man, 1972, when he starts wrestling and throughout his whole career, is a very good wrestler. He's a very good wrestler, and the clearly... Obviously, amateur psychology is half the fucking job when you talk about wrestlers every week. But, like, clearly this guy hated Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko because he saw himself and hates himself. Yeah. No, of course. Like, he saw Chris Benoit and was basically like, this is me. Super good wrestler. Can only really deliver promos as if he is an athlete. That has died now because whatever. But the other thing is, this is this is the crazy thing talking about wrestling is that such fucking assholes always succeed is that if you want to talk about them for an hour, you have to talk about their good points. And Mike Graham is one of the dudes who like made Goldberg because what would happen is when you're backstage, um, obviously it's WCW. So Eric, well, you're jump- we're jumping ahead. That, that's why I wanted to get into it. Cause all the really well, fun I'm Mike Graham stories more than you. No, well then let's just go back. Let's take a quick no. break and then we'll yell over each other more. No, it's just I literally we're gonna do all of his booking stuff. I want to just get up to that point and then the ha- the the last half be all of his crazy times where WCW. By the way, as soon as he sells to JCP, is when the Turner deal happens. He goes and briefly wrestles at WCW and then is in their office for the rest of the run. Like understand. Yeah. The two big the the two big office employees of WCW are Eric Bischoff and Little Lord Rage. Why are you wearing a dragon shirt? But this is the thing about Mike Graham is if you're a corporate guy and you're like, here's one of the wrestling guys, Mike Graham, and then you look at his glasses, he just like honestly, Mike Mike Graham looks like if you didn't make that many changes to my nana. If you just yeah. were like, well, I'm gonna make a spell and I want this man's nana to be buff and he it kind of worked and then you're like okay what's also like interesting account. what's also interesting about mike graham is it seems like there's more to his career which is exactly why you're like we're missing some stuff we got to go back and then you immediately just you're like okay he's we're back in the 70s and within two sentences you're like and then he told eddie guerrero to maybe watch it you know because <laughs> everything eddie graham mike graham is such a r- ragey weird figure they're like there has to be more to his life 
before he worked for WCW the entire time they were a company. And then you look at him and you're like, no, he just got a bunch of weird territory titles that his dad clearly invented for him. Well, it's class. No, I mean, no, this is what I'm saying. He's not that dude. He's not Greg Gunn. Yes, he, nobody is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's exactly, he's that dude. But the difference is Greg Gagne was held back by his own skill, uh, his own lack of skill. Mike Graham was held back because Mike Graham was just a short guy who, and that's it. They're like, all right, you're not going to be world champion. You should be, but you're not. He's in tag teams. He's in tag teams with Steve Kern. He wins a million tag team titles. Like, this is what it said about Mike Graham is the, why Eddie Graham was so respected is because he didn't like, okay, my son's going to take over the territory as a top draw. He was just like, yeah, my son is going to basically be an upper mid Carter or just straight up mid Carter. Yeah, and that's what my son does. And not take over the territory because I he don't. He never love was him. like he's going. All right, Dusty Heel, Dusty Rhodes is on fire right now as a baby yeah, face, exactly. but he's going to be heel now because my son needs to be a baby face because my son's a better baby face than a heel. Sure. Yes, that's all very true and interesting, but it's also clearly made a huge amount of resentment in Mike Graham because Mike Graham, I guarantee, wasn't told where it's like, here's what we're going to do because of perception, because of who you are. It's not fair. I totally understand that. We'll make it work for you in other ways because you have a job for life and none of them do. Instead, what is it told was Mike Graham was just whispered in his ear, you're Greg Gagne, you're Greg Gagne, you're Greg Gagne. And so his perception of his life is he is the same as fucking George Goulas byron scott um all of those guys all those generate second generation territory guys my, that's who mike graham thinks of himself even though mike graham was just a like he's like fucking jay youngblood or uh don carnoodle like he's all those like weird guys from the territories that kind of well what's their gimmick there's a they're a wrestler who wrestles all right and then and then we get the interesting stuff. So I want you to admit right now that I was right and you were wrong and how I structured the episode. And also I oh, I now wrong. I am now the father to your son. You're wrong. I now am the father to go tell Felix he has a new dad. Go tell him. I'll three hundred that baby before you're his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll three hundred the shit out of him. Which part of three hundred? The part where they throw the weak babies in the fucking pit. I haven't seen that movie. Really? There's a Maybe the most gratuitous sex scene I've seen in a mainstream movie. It's hilarious where it's like, you know how mainstream movies, no, multiple angles and positions. I remember what? watching this in the theater and I was like, no, did they just, am I just going to watch softcore porn next to my friend Bryn, which I was totally down with. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I know Bryn very well. And that man is most comfortable when they're softcore porn. <laughs> but I remember it was like they were, she was riding him and I was like, I get it. And then it was from behind. I was like, wait a minute. And then full suck. No, that's not true. But Do you want you, you want to know why I've never seen the movie Three Hundred? Why? Because uh, a guy who this is when I was at theater school. Ooh. Uh, uh, and there was a guy who stood in front of the theater school. Went. I know two things. One, Revenge of the Sith is the best Star Wars movie ever. And I was like, fuck this guy. Uh, and then later he was like, Three Hundred is the greatest movie of all time. And I was like, really? I'm never seeing this movie. That guy. You want to know what happened to that guy, Dylan? What happened? First guy I know who ever overdosed and died on fentanyl. Anyway. Whoa. Yeah, I think it may have been a different guy. I don't actually remember what that guy's name. And I always confused him with another guy. So one of those two guys died of fentanyl. So here's the thing about 300. It's got titters. It's got explosions. And it's got fucking no kid rock. So it's only two out of three. But that's fucking 66%. Wait, there's no kid rock in it? It would have been sick if kid rock was just for some reason one of the spartans was like and this guy's got a fucking belly full of tits or <laughs> for kid rock works with shirt off. 
This skinny fat guy is going to, Dale Gribble's going to help us kill these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomhauser, but we can understand him, is here and he's going to play some <laughs> tunes. Oh, it turns out when you hear what Boomhauser is saying, it's all very right wing. I mean, here's the fun thing about Kid Rock that I do like where he's like, all my concerts are 20 bucks and you're going to, and beer's a dollar, hot dogs a dollar. All they're going to cost you is a sense of democracy and know this. I think Ted Nugent's a fucking communist bitch. <laughs> um, also, if anyone wants some fun, please just go look up the various excuses Tom uh, Ted Nugent has for when he got COVID, even though he was like, COVID's not real. And then he got it. Some of the excuses are, I don't believe I had COVID. He was he was That's nearly good. killed. He was nearly killed by it, by the way. It was something else. Uh, but yeah, in the end, Mike Graham is a very sad, peculiar man. Because anyway you catch it, he was born, never able to live up to the standards that he put himself under, or his dad did. And now we enter the fun part of Mike Graham when we come back after the break, which is 20 to 25 minutes of stories of a man who decided to uh, grow his hair very curly long, wear nerdy sunglasses, get very aggressive sleeve tattoos, and threaten to murder everyone, and has possibly the most unnecessary hot take on the Benoit murder-suicide I've ever heard in my entire goddamn life. See you after the break. Suck my dick. Hi, everyone. We just wanted to take this moment to thank everyone who subscribes to our Patreon. Um, you, This show is already worthwhile for us because it's very fun to talk about cum, but it's more fun to get paid for talking about cum, which you allow us to do. So keep drinking that cum. Cum drinkers. And we're back, Dylan. The year is 1989. Turner Broadcasting has just bought WCW. Who do they hire to be their office manager? That's right. A guy who fucked a filing cabinet. <laughs> it's Mike Graham. Mike Graham. Mike Graham. Mike Graham. This is Mike a girl. Graham. This is a girl. This is a girl. Yeah. Yeah. The drawers are the tits. The drawers are the tits. She's got three tits. <laughs> so Mike Graham, uh, as soon as he gets in WCW, he's... Honestly, the Florida Territory shuts down and then is bought by Jim Crockett and then just reopens again. All these territories, it's like you paid these guys to not run and then they just started running again. It's like, so you paid for nothing. Yeah, well, they didn't even pay. The Florida Territory wasn't even, they were bought by JCP. So I guarantee the Florida Territory, all the, they didn't sign anything. Like, I guarantee Jim Crockett was like, stop it. And they were like, okay. And they're like, well, this you, is the, this is the crazy thing about Jim Crockett. There's so many things he buys that it's like you've, why did you buy that? Like yeah, he's a bad businessman. He just was like, I, Vince bought this, so I'll buy it. And it's like, no, Vince bought the TV time to destroy them. He didn't like buy the made up thing. Yeah, but, uh, Jim Crockett was a bad businessman. Like the other thing is, you understand, Vince McMahon's not a good businessman. He just one of the guys who had basic. Yeah, Vince. This is how bad the wrestling business was from a uh, perspective of business. One guy who just paid a bit more attention, beat them all at business. He's still bad at business. If Vince McMahon was good at business, he wouldn't be trying to sell right now. But he, he is. I mean, who knows? They said they're not selling, which is very funny, but who knows? Well, they're I mean, lying. They're certainly it, set up to sell. Yeah. But I mean, what else does... I mean, what is fucking, we did a year of Vince McMahon, but what else does that man do with his life then? Because he, he clearly, dies. like... That man dies. He literally he'll never he'll he, that's the thing though. He never wants to die. he clearly just doesn't buying death as a thing. He's like, I don't know about that one. So what else does this man do? Because like you see Mike Graham is like he gets out of wrestling. He does and the funny thing is at 1985 retires, but really he's doing like some job matches in WCW and like all these dudes worked with him in the 80s, so they're giving him a lot and like is very much like a 
uh, I want to say Lord Steven Regal has been like this, where it's like he's a job guy, but he gets his shit in, and it always looks good because people respect him. You also don't realize he's a job guy because he has an entrance and yeah, like the, he has a second name. His name it's not and Mike. Uh, yeah. So that's basically it. Like it's just one of the, behind him, the Graham wrestling family, and the way he looks is like interesting because he's clearly. But put again, together, coming but, but coming back to it, he has a terrible face for his body. Like his face does, his face and body size, like type, doesn't match his ripply muscles and intensity in a weird way. It would be like if Goldberg was like, think of if Goldberg was a foot t- shorter. Like that's the other thing is it's also like it's not like Mike Graham ever wrestled a Dean Malenko style. Mike Graham wrestled a I'm a. Uh, like we represent the lollipop guild. If we did anabolic steroids, if we did anabolic steroids, like it's just like, like, uh, like he just looks fucking odd. He's got, he doesn't have the V. He has more of like a fire hydrant, but it's like effectively like, you know, when you see, you watch actual sports and you're like, that guy's the fucking strongest. He's one of those guys. Like, it's one of those things where what he should have done. Here's exactly the problem. You know what he looks like? He looks like what CM Punk looked like at the beginning of CM Punk's WWE career, where he was like trying to be weirdly jacked, but then CM Punk leaned down and went vegan, and then it was sort of those like he just had like utility show muscles. That's sort of what Mike Graham needed to do, and then Mike Graham actually would have probably looked a lot better and not as off-putting, but instead Mike Graham was like, no, more muscles, must protect myself. And the way he wrestled didn't project well because he wrestled that like 60s 70s amateur wrestling yeah you know get an ankle pick and then grind a hold style like you know he easily could have like if you're projecting it to now if the style came back in like the 2000s where it's like he would have been like the roh pure champion oh my god problem because he doesn't need to touch the ropes to have a match Mike Graham, for all of the things we're saying about it, Mike Graham would be high-level chanted of in the AEW right now. Like, everyone would be like, holy shit, we're going to get Mike Graham, Brian Danielson. This is going to be fucking rad. Yeah, he kind of, like, maybe like kind of like Austin Aries, where it's like, this guy's an absolute piece of shit, but an amazing wrestler, where it's like, once again, they're not going to hire him because at, you kind of need everyone to boldface get along with this guy. The old, the last guy who's really like a just seemingly, I mean, some people get along with CM Punk, I guess, but he's the last guy who's like, oh, this guy's a fucking weird loser who can be, you know. Let's spend 15 minutes telling stories of when Mike Graham said crazy ass shit backstage working backstage. Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Graham retires from wrestling. Probably because he was just like, oh, they can't handle how big my dick is in the shower. Uh, and he works for WCW the entire time. What were his favorite things to do? Just be super racist to all of the luchadors? Yeah. What's the quote about the luchadors? We got 30 Mexicans in the locker room. There was 12 of them. Yeah, we have 30 Mexicans in the locker room. There were 12 of them. They're each making 150 grand. Not one of them got over. 100% not true. Like, uh, literally, Mike Graham, it's so crazy. You're like, you weren't even paying attention to the the job you had. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> if you don't think that, like, El Dandy and Silver King were over, I don't know what to tell you. I remember, because I was like, fucking Silver King? I don't know. It was just different name structures than you were used to. I know that It was super weird. exciting. I got to tell you, I really, I love the And they just look like a, someone's proud father just getting myrtleized by Kevin Nash every week. But they weren't. They would just wrestle each other. It was the best. Like, and also, like they they got them all over. Silver King was not over. I'll give you that. Silver King not over. But even fucking Hector Garza with the 1080 splash, 
Like Mike Denae deserves a fucking gold star for no other reason than Mike Denae would walk out, be mocked by Bobby Heenan, and then just and then just proceed to get a bunch of people that no one's heard of over by being like Plancha, Plancha, Tony, that's, that's a Plancha. But that is an old school thing, and you see Jr. do it. He stopped doing it now, clearly on AEW, where it's like this fucking nerd knows the names of the moves. What a fucking loser. Oh well, yeah, but it's funny. Is Jr. was the king of that? Was that that like that made the Attitude Era commentary? It was literally King being like tits, 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 and Jim Ross being like, uh, "That's a wrist lock conversion into a power slam." Like it was just like, yeah, yeah. Show me the the uvula. Show me the clothesline. Like that's exactly what the Attitude well, Era commentary fun, yeah, was. Now he's which is fun because now he's Jerry Lawler, where he's like, you know, some AEW woman old share. Uh, a photo of them, and then Jr. will just put the eyes that are like yo on it. And right. Oh my, my god! My favorite yeah. thing is uh, my favorite thing is there was a meme someone posted underneath. He just Thunder Rosa just showed herself, being like, "What are you?" You know, this picture of a button, being like, "What are you eating for breakfast?" or something. Just like, please respond to this so I get Twitter feedback. And then he had put a picture of her butt and just put the uh, yo check this out eyes. And then a guy responded with a meme that was had morning checklist had coffee check and then the next one was jr horny on main feed which is <laughs> but good for him he just got over skin cancer anyway i mean there is a jr shoot interview i don't know where I, it is where he just talks about being pen pals with porn star jesse james nice girl like sports <laughs> also his old lita interview where lita's like yeah oh we've you, talked about it a million good? times yeah. we've and then talked he's like, about it better better people want to buy those tongues though how would i yeah well, well let me tell you no, let no, me no, tell no, you no, something no. i'm going over to my grandma's grave how are you give me some money in my thongs? I can bury them, give him a sniff. Okay, how about this? How about this? How about a question for your old J? Good old JR ask you a question. Your tits nice or who? Yeah, nice. Yeah, let me mm. ask you a question about your nipples. Can you tell me what denomination of quarter would fit around them? Yeah, 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 Mike, Mike Graham works there as a road agent and also has time to become a speedboat racing champion. I know. This is the so also, by the way, what an amazing job he had. His job, it seems, was to show up, yell at people, and then become a speedboat champion. But this is the thing, is that I guarantee 1,000% Mike Graham is so much happier if he's just like the weird dude that yells at people in the WWF because he get, he has Vince McMahon's work ethic, but just Vince McMahon was like... No, you're, no, you're too weird. Like, if I'm going to have an old guy who's the quote-unquote police, it's going to be Jerry Briscoe. Who's it's Jerry like, Briscoe. Yeah, who's nice, and I can introduce, introduce to investors, like, hey, do you want to hear about um some nice cuts of meat Jerry had? Or do you want to hear Mike Graham describe how he thinks the teens should commit suicide? They're cutting the wrist. You can't <laughs> cut your own throat. Uh, now, hi, everyone. It's Jerry Briscoe here. I just want to let you know, I once was in Tallahassee, Florida, and you would not think they knew how to prepare prime rib in Tallahassee, Florida, near the airport. Not in. Near. Very reasonable job. And everyone's just like, when you say reasonable, Jerry, what do you mean? Well, it's a good question. It involves a lot of detail. I hope you don't mind a, a man with a thick Oklahoma accent vividly describing the contours of a prime rib. I inspected it with a diamond loop in my eye. I only care for my wife and prime rib, gentlemen. Someone please touch my penis. It is as hard as this table. It is Jerry. That's what he goes like. <laughs> I'm on Graham. I'll take a uh, time out of my nice day to go down to the prison and call them all fucking pussies. Yeah, it's me, Mike Graham. Let me say this about investors. How about you invest in my ass? Put money in my ass. <laughs> 
I've stored all the cum I've ever made, and there's not much of it because pleasure is not earned. I have two kids, and I have never slept with a, an or, a woman who's orgasmed. I refuse to let them come. I call that going Broadway. If you fuck a woman and they don't come, that's going Broadway. <laughs> Every time he slept with a woman and it didn't result in a kid, he immediately stops contact with that woman. You're useless, he sends. He's got, he, got he, tries to shit, he tries to yeah. shit in their vaginas. Yeah, to get, the, to get back at them. <laughs> this come is here. not making come here. a boy. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Mike, Mike, it's your beautiful baby. Doesn't count. Girls don't count. Never talking. I I asked you for a kid, not a a thing of throw up. Um, Mr. Mike Graham is suing you. Sorry, Mike Gossett, uh, stage name Mike Graham, for having a girl. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's trying he, to sue me because I gave birth to his daughter. Yeah, he also charged me with assault for giving birth to his daughter. <laughs> a restraining order uh, against the world. You should be off the world anyway. Mike Mike Graham also made some buckwild claims. And by the way. Like, the, the, uh, by the way, the reason why he kept being hired in WCW is Kevin Sullivan was always in some orbit of the booking committee, yeah. and Kevin Sullivan and him were best friends. For example, the person that told Mike Graham about the fact that his parents were divorced the whole time, and it was just a fake family, and his dad had a second family and also hated him, Kevin Sullivan. Okay, but what did Mike Graham have to say about the Benoit tragedy? Oh, well, I've got to tell you, this is, you know, well, I, oh, I can see. Uh, no, let, no, let's no, just directly me, quote. Ask me about, direct, ask me about can you read the, the Benoit quotes? tragedy, Can please? you read the quotes? Read ask the quotes. Are you going to read the quotes? Okay, fine. Just read the quotes. The quotes are, because it's, it's basically, it's like, wait a minute. Is Mike Graham a wrestler review character that's come to life? Can I say something? Can I say one final good thing about Mike Graham, and then we'll talk about his Benoit quotes? So, as I mentioned before, he was basically tasked with Goldberg because he knew how to get strong baby faces over from working with yeah. his dad, obviously, in Florida. And by the time Goldberg is becoming a thing in late 97, early 98, you're at prime time, everyone campaigning for their own spot in WCW and being their own politician. So... They would basically go lay out the match with Goldberg, and then Goldberg was coming back. And, like, you can see this in the Mongo McMichael feud is that Mongo McMichael gets a lot of offense in on Goldberg, and they go back and, then, and forth. And then they that. have the switch, which is Mike Graham takes over as basically Goldberg's personal road agent. And the guy goes, How about I give a hip toss? And Goldberg still starts to be like, Oh, and then Mike Graham comes in. Nope, spear, jackhammer, shut the fuck up. By the way, is this what your wife looks like right now? Yeah, I got a picture of her from outside the house, motherfucker. Joke slam, fucking spear. He fucking kills you. Fuck you. And then also the entire time, the entire time, Mike. T he's Mike nude Graham, and he's covered Mike, in lube. He's nude. He's covered in lube. He's sweating and he's getting a tattoo. All while delivering. <laughs> and he's like, "Sorry, I'm so sticky. I was in your toilet to take that picture. I know it looks like it was outside. That's because I put <laughs> yeah. a remote on the thing to make it look like I was outside. I'm inside all the time. Yeah. Did my dad hug me? Is a punch a hug? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did my mom like me? Hate means like, right? When your mom says she hates you, that means like you, right? <laughs> um, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's to the point that the Mongo McMichael feud involves um, uh, Mongo getting hit over the head with a wrench at one point. And then literally the yeah. next feud is uh, the next feud Goldberg has is on one nitro and he beats the entire Ravens flock. Like it's literally like you just see Mike Graham be like, I got it. Because it was Kevin Sullivan and Mike Graham who created the bad. Uh, the it was Kevin Sullivan who was like no promos. He beats everyone up, and then he quickly 
went over and just was like, uh, Mike, you handle this. It's again one of those things that shows signs of actual WCW, creative it's life. Not like, well, I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's like it shows that the crazy thing in WCW is like, hey, we have this good idea. Now we need the head writer and a road agent working together basically 24 hours a day not 24 hours a day but like from the entire time this dude's in the arena to make it actually work because it can get fucked up in so many at any time and also if we are a company of people that are trying to fuck this up like it's literally like actively scott yeah scott hall is waiting outside bill goldberg's house to give him bad ideas like it's they are in trouble (laughs) how about this how about this what if you sang yeah, bro. How about you just give me eighty bucks and we kiss? Hey, I'm Goldberg. What if I just showed off my singing a bit? I was just wondering if you wanted to find. Uh... Also, Goldberg and Taz should have a like. They're dope, obviously dope wrestlers, but they could have formed a team called We Believe We're Tough and then just been beaten up by Mike Graham while Mike Graham tells them about theories of that's really how he, funny how he thinks they were born. Yeah, badly. It was a mistake. A man is born when a man has sex with a woman. A woman is born when yeah, uh, when a guy takes a dump in a purse. Anyway. Um, Did that fart come through? Uh, no, it just went... I don't know. It just thought you went... Eh. Anyway. It's my butt. Uh, yeah. Tell me what my Graham thought of the Benoit tragedy, tragedies, and then we'll wrap up his horrific, horrible life. Okay. I'm trying to find the exact quote here. Where is the quote... Don't make me take off my shirt and show you my tattoo because I had it tattooed on my body. Ooh, about the Benoit tragedy. Speaking about Nancy Sullivan. She... So fucking nuts. Like some women I've known, knew how to really piss a man off. She liked pushing those buttons. She liked pushing the buttons. She liked making someone angry. I don't see Chris as a murderer. Keep in mind, out of the quote now, this man is the most loyal to Kevin Sullivan you ever possibly could be. Yeah. Still will not just be like, that guy I hate killed my friend's ex-wife. Well, because what's even crazier... It was an right? accident. All got out of hand. I don't think he did anything intentionally. Apparently, Mike didn't get the memo that he also killed his son. Yeah. Uh, what's even crazier is Chris Benoit was able to leave the WCW as their world champion. The reason the Radicals went to the WWE is Mike Graham because Mike so Kevin Sullivan put the title on Chris Benoit as a make good. Yeah, I'm the booker here. You cuckolded me. I'm going to be a good guy. What's weird is is you're like I actually believe Kevin Sullivan. I think Kevin Sullivan was totally willing to do that and it was probably just yeah, I'm not going to fuck you guys over. But basically they were like we don't trust this guy. This guy has not helped out younger like like smaller guys and Mike Graham his entire bit role while we've been in the company is literally sat in a chair while we're going to the ring, being making like shitting noises and then pointing at us and going, that's your theme song. <laughs> and then when Chris Benoit is like, uh, gets the title, Mike Graham, according to Chris Benoit, he said, I'll fucking stab you if you fucking talk shit about Kevin again. And then when asked about it later on, apparently Mike Graham said, no, I didn't say that. What I said was, I'll cut your fucking head off and put it on a stick in my front yard for kids to throw rocks at. That's what I said to him. Uh, if you affect my job. And then Chris was like, well, I'm a smart man who knows how to manipulate a contract. I'll be going to Turner Broadcasting HR, who then went to, then uh, he went to Turner Broadcasting HR. They went to Mike Graham and Mike Graham's like, I never said anything like that. Also, wrestling's a hardcore business. So sometimes we say crazy stuff. And then Mike Graham then says in the shoot interview, 
Well, he says different things depending on which interview, but I remember one, he was like, <laughs> got away with it. And then HR was like, well, we have to give these guys a unconditional release from their contract if we want, or we'll be sued to oblivion because we keep hiring the state of Florida if it was a guy to be our employees. And I guarantee every Turner broadcaster was like, but you had glasses. You were supposed to be the normal one. Yeah, you were wearing a shirt. And you had glasses and you had hair. And he was like, ha, 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 underneath that shirt is a tattoo of my own cock. <laughs> oh, you think chicken skin's good? Have you ever tried human skin? Mike Graham, out. My, na- my name is Mike Graham, and I want you to know my favorite food is uh, those weird stuffed potatoes, but if the potatoes were toenails. Yeah, and then he later was said, uh, hey, how about this? I make a comeback in TNA Wrestling, and my manager is Jeffrey Epstein. That was one yeah. of his ideas. My gimmick is Ghislaine Maxwell. Other fun things about uh, Mike Graham, <laughs> he leaves WCW, becomes incredibly sad. He's the saddest boy in the entire world. He showed up at one point at an impact taping demanding a job. Two weeks before his death. Two weeks before his death, they said, nah. Kevin yep. Sullivan was on his wrestling sh- uh, radio show, said he was the saddest he'd ever seen Mike Graham, and he was very worried about him. Mike Graham died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Uh, he was apparently super drunk and had argued with his wife. Mike Graham is what super sad. What was he sad. wearing? He was wearing his son's wrestling boots. And he was wearing his son's wrestling boots. And his that son had is so, 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 so sad. That's a five-star sad from the wrestler review, his everybody. His son had committed suicide first, and then Mike did it in his son's boots. Let's all go and bleed together. Wrestling <laughs> sad. Why do we do this? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for once again listening to the wrestler review. Before we give you the best and worst of my gram, we just want to thank you from the bottom of hearts of being our Patreon, uh, being part of our Patreon. Uh, people are joining all the time. It fills us with literal glee and happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it keeps us uh, able to pay Christopher Hobson for doing this research so he can watch all of the Mike Graham shoot interviews and uh, slowly resist the And then the we urge. pick out and only use the fun parts and then yeah, exactly. through trauma for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We pay him. We ten percent of his fee is research. Ninety percent of his fee is just go give this money to your family because we've destroyed you. <laughs> um, best thing about Mike Graham, he's a good pro wrestler. Worst thing about Mike Graham, mental illness. Yeah, the worst. Yeah, exactly. Mike Graham high this point. easy. When he was in the ring in the seventies, Mike Graham low point. Every time he walked by a therapist's office and went, nah, not for me. Yeah, he would go. He would book appointments with therapists just to be like. Fuck you. Voice some sort of um, disgusting feeling? No. You keep it all in, and then you go give the guy at the 7-Eleven a hard time for looking like your dad. Dylan, I want you to know this, and I I mean it from the bottom of my heart, and I think this is the best way we could end the show. I've been holding in a big, giant shit for 35 minutes in the, the 35 minutes of the show i didn't we didn't stop we literally took one second for a break i have been farting the last 10 minutes and it literally feels like i'm sitting inside my own shit That's right why you now have a brown curtain behind you also next week we're doing the gobbledygooker John oh yes dump. thank you very much for your time please tell someone if you like the show and if you didn't like the show shut the fuck up or my yeah shut the fuck up get you i am my grand my grand Mike Graham is the wrestler review Freddy Krueger, and if any of you put a fucking bad comment on our iTunes or Spotify profile, we will send Mike Graham to get you in your dreams. And Mike Graham will not kill you in your dreams, but he will read too much into all of your dreams and be like, I think this is because 
you should give me your sister's phone number. And you'd be like, what? I don't have a sister. And he's like, go get a sister. <laughs> you show up at your house as a ghost and tell everyone you're too short and then try and break your legs. Yeah, he, Mike Graham definitely would show up at a party that you hosted uninvited and then explain to you why you should have different food on the table. Eh. I'd say actually my favorite thing about Mike Graham is that he bought a dog and got it trained. And then when uh, the dog was trained properly, he took it back and he's like, this dog can't suck dick. And then he killed the dog in front of the trainer. I'm hanging up now because I have to take a big shit. I love you all. Best reason, best episode ever. Let's all shit. Everyone went right. Everyone end this episode by going to the toilet and shitting. That's us, our bonding activity. Some people do Zoom Q and A's with our Patreons. I'm telling all of you, end this episode by shitting, and then you'll be just like me. Yeah, and then tell everyone you gave water birth to a big dump. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>